Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. If you missed last Monday's episode, I think that would be 866, I think. 866 sounds about right. Um, Go back and listen to that because I shared with you that one of my goals for this year is to help more people. And while I can't have one-on-one conversations with every single person who listens, I want to have more of those conversations and I want to share them on the podcast because there is no doubt in my mind that if one of us is struggling with something or facing a barrier or struggling with a question, many, many, many more of us have or will or are facing that same exact thing. So last week, you heard a a really good conversation about mental blocks, about telling yourself that something is too small to make a difference, about proving these perspectives true or untrue through practice instead of just having them be true or untrue in our minds. Like we've decided it, but we never really tried it out both ways. Today, you're going to hear another one of these pretty short conversations. And I love this. It's so real. I know this isn't something that just like one or two of us struggle with. I know this is something that most of us work through and work on and are trying to find systems and processes. And that is managing competing priorities. This is such an important conversation about multitasking, task switching, competing priorities, prioritization in general, organizational systems. I think that this has so much utility for all of us. In fact, this is the primary reason that I created the Changemakers Journal because I'm one of those people that has many priorities at the same time. My health is a priority. My business is a priority. Within my business, there are multiple different priorities. My marriage is a priority. My finances are a priority. All of these things are priorities and it can get tricky with only so many hours in the day if you're not really deliberate and intentional. It can be tricky to make sure that you're making progress and not feel like you're running yourself into the ground or not be totally overwhelmed. So this is just a very real, very candid conversation. If you want to be a part of these kinds of conversations, chatting with me one-on-one, identifying one particular challenge, pain point, barrier, make sure that you are in the free Primal Potential Facebook group because that's the easiest place for me to to see um, who is available to have these conversations when I schedule them. I try to move the days and times around every month to accommodate different schedules and time zones and all that kind of stuff, but that'll be clear once you get in the Facebook group. For now, let's dive into today's conversation all about competing priorities, the idea of balance. So many of us get 
frustrated that our lives seem to lack balance, but we redefine balance in a way that is so helpful to me and so helpful to many of the people that I work with. You're going to really get a lot out of this episode. So let's jump to it. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's so nice to hear your voice. <laughs> Likewise. How's your week going? Um, it's going good, actually. It's been a good week. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting for a little bit. Yeah, me too. I've really been looking forward to it. Awesome. So just to kind of get us both on the same page, you had shared that how I could help you was with regards to focusing on goals. Because you said, I think uh, you focus on one thing and then you make some progress and then you jump to the next and you're kind of going back and forth. Is that is that correct? That's a pretty good uh summary yes i um it's not that i get nowhere because i do get somewhere but yeah. the second i'm getting somewhere instead of pushing through i'm like okay now i'm going to go the next one because i feel like if as soon as i let go of one then it's like well now i want to focus on my finances but then i drop on the other stuff so it's like i jumble around a little bit let me ask you this do you feel like just so i can understand a little bit better yeah. your perspective do you feel like you can only or you are only focusing on one thing at a time versus multiple things on, on a given day? I am full focusing on multiple things on a given day. So then if that's the case, if you're focusing on multiple things on a given day, why do you think you're having a problem going back and forth between many things? Because if they're all getting attention on a given day, help me understand the barrier. Yeah, that's a good, it's funny, since I wrote that to you, I was wondering what is my concern because is that necessarily a bad thing if they're all getting attention? Um, and maybe I think it's that I have a lot of, I don't stick with one technique and I don't, maybe that's not a bad thing, but like, say for example right now i'm focused on weight loss and i'll but one day i could track in one tracker the next day i'm tracking on another tracker but it's not necessarily that i'm not making progress it's just i feel like i'm jumping around a lot and maybe it makes my i don't feel centered always maybe it's more how it makes me feel sure is um, it a balance thing like there's not balance because you're shifting? Yeah, and sometimes it's like, I, I really think like multitasking is not productive, but I feel like I'll be focused on one thing, but I'm like, I'll be doing yoga and then I'm thinking about something that's not done at work. So maybe it's like, there's not boundaries between the attention mm -hmm. I'm giving. Does that, does that sound like something that could be a thing? Totally. Yeah. If you lack boundaries, absolutely. I would say though that for our mind to wander is entirely human and normal, right? To think that, I mean, unless you are some highly enlightened individual that I have never met, <laughs> to think that you're going to be in yoga and like not have thoughts popping in about a work project or your grocery list or that phone call you need to make is probably unrealistic. And I think it frustrates a lot of people because they feel scattered. And, and I know it's a reason a lot of people don't meditate, right? I can't meditate because I just can't stop the thoughts. Yes. It's your brain's job to 
to think and to process and to remind and to remember and all of that, where I see people unnecessarily frustrated is in thinking that's a problem. But there there are a bunch of different things going on here. So I want to kind of synthesize um, multitasking. When, for example, if I say I'm going to work on editing my book for uh, an hour, but I have my email open and I keep bouncing back and forth between email and editing, I think that's multitasking and that is distracting. However, if I spend an hour editing and then I spend an hour writing my book and then I spend you know, 30 minutes doing dishes, probably not multitasking. That's probably just the reality that our lives have more than one thing, which is why I asked you, do you just focus on one thing? Because if you have, you know, a 14 day period where the only focus in your life is your work, then I could understand the issue. But you sound like you're like me in that our days are made up of a lot of different things. Yes. That is correct. But I think where I could, you just made me think about, I think where I could be sharpening my experience and getting more done is really like when I'm doing the dishes, be doing the dishes. Yeah, not not task switching. Not pulling my phone up, like, or when I'm doing whatever it is, maybe it's not that the mind wanders, but I do that. I see that at work with the email. I'll walk into work and say, okay, I'm not going to look at my email for an hour because I'm going to work on this project. Yeah. And then within 15 minutes, it's like, I'm like, well, let me just quickly look at the email. Yeah. And that's discipline, <laughs> so, right? That's yeah. what helped me with the email thing was starting with smaller increments of time. Because if you are somebody who has been regularly task switching between this project and email, this project and email, and then you say, I'm going to work on the project without checking email for an hour. That's like a mammoth amount of time, you know? Especially if that's the MO, like everyone kind of comes in and checks their email and they're waiting for replies. It sort of feels like an hour. But if I start with like 15, say, okay, for this 15 minutes, yes. I'm going to have to focus time. Then the, the eventually the hour may not seem as, Exactly. Uh, It's contrast bias. Yeah, it's contrast bias. Like, for example, I recently started um, using my phone differently because what I noticed was in a five-minute period, I might touch my phone 20 times for like five seconds each. I can relate. (laughs) Yeah, like maybe I open up and see what the notification is on Instagram or I check the stock prices or I open a text message, but it's like really, really short. So what I started doing was picking up my phone less frequently, but for a longer period of time. Because I had been engaging with my phone four, five, ten times a minute for a few seconds, trying to go 30 minutes without touching my phone was a huge shift. So I would just start with five minutes. I'm going to, you know, for five minutes, I'm turning my phone over, I'm putting it in the other room, And that's what I'm doing. And then after a while, five minutes is like super easy. So you go to 10 and then you go to 20. And then eventually maybe you check your phone once an hour or it's at once every three hours. But starting small is really important when you're trying to break a pattern of behavior. It's like rebuilding the habit loop sort of. Is that? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It can become almost like a almost like a tick, you know, (laughs) 
<laughs> the way that people uh, turn to something, uh, like whether it's chewing on their lip or applying lip gloss or it's checking your phone, like these things can be nervous habits that happen so frequently that trying to establish a big shift is not only a mental habit, it's a physical habit. It's a physical habit. If we have 24 browsers open on our computer, to stay on one for 40 minutes is like astronomically hard. I remember in Chasing Cupcakes, you kind of talked about this and sort of like, what's the, I don't know, I don't want to quote you to yourself like in the most inaccurate way, but like sort of what's the next thing that you could believe is possible? Like yeah. what is the next smallest thing that might be possible opposed to going all the way out to like the biggest thing. Exactly, like an incremental tiny little step. Focus on this thing for 10 minutes. And the the approach that I have for um, having a million balls in the air and feeling like there's so many things to do, am I really making progress on anything? Like I think I am over the long term, but in on any given day, there's a hundred things that I want to knock off my list. I have a primary goal, and you might have heard me talk about this because it's how I designed the entire Changemakers journal, but I have a primary goal for just one month, but then I keep a list of the other areas of my life that need attention and effort, and those, I mean, my list is long, right? It's, it's my business. It's my yep. book that I consider separately. It's my marriage. It's my family. It's my friendships. It's self-improvement. It's finances, home organization, you know, the, the list is long. And what I do is for my primary goal, I identify three action steps that I'm going to take for that day. So like this month, for example, it's about my physical health and fitness. So today it was a lifting workout. It was a Peloton workout and it was this specific way of eating. Like these are the three meals that I'm having today. Those are like my three action steps for my primary goal. But then for my book, I have this one thing. For my business, I have this one thing. For my marriage, I have this one thing. That means I'm probably not doing anything for my house today. I'm probably not doing anything for my friendships or for my family or for this or for that. Maybe I am, but those aren't the ones I'm focused on. Maybe they happen accidentally or automatically. Um, Somebody texts me or I call back and we connect and it wasn't, it wasn't planned or expected. But that helps me make sure that I'm being really intentional about my time. Because what I got stuck in for a long time was that 90% of my effort went to my work and then the other like 12 areas of my life were competing mm. for 10% and just getting like yep. totally lost in the mess. And then I make a little check mark next to the area of my life that's not the primary goal for that month so that every day when I'm identifying, okay, what are the other three areas I'm going to invest in? I can see I have not done anything for my home in a week. Mm -hmm. And though I can see it in the piled up laundry or the bed that hasn't been made, it's really helpful to be like, okay, business and book have seven check marks on day seven of the month and my marriage has one. That's a problem. My friendships have zero. That's a problem. And having that kind of visibility is so helpful because otherwise, these are the things that keep us up at night. Like, oh, I haven't called that person. And I really need to get that financial paperwork into my accountant. So I like to have a process and that's my process. But I also know 
not everything is going to get moved forward every day. Yeah. And I think that's where I have to really be at peace with that. Like knowing that I'm going to have, you know, I like, I, I also, I just got the change makers journal. So I'm excited to hear you talking about it and having that primary focus for the month and then having those three, yeah. but knowing that it means a little bit of letting go, like, but maybe then pushing forward more in what it is that I am choosing to prioritize. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you can shift it, you know, that I'm not necessarily going to work on my marriage every day and that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> We're not going to fall yeah. apart and I might not work on my house or my finances every day and that's okay. But then maybe if I have a month where, you know what, I really need to make progress here. Maybe that becomes my primary focus, but that doesn't mean it's the only thing that I focus on. It's just important to have a system and a structure there so that things don't fall through the cracks. And I tell myself probably on a daily basis that balance isn't all things being equal. That's not what balance is. Balance is responding appropriately to imbalance. And if you think about somebody on a balance beam, if they just stand there, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, what incredible balance they have. <laughs> like they're not doing anything. But yeah. if they start to move to the left and they're about to fall and they're able to course correct by leaning to the right, not too far and not, not enough, but enough to center themselves, that's balance. I love that because I feel when I, I can, I have been a person who's worked long hours much in my life, I'm sure as you have. And I can see where that, when I am overdoing that, the other pieces feel less controllable. And when I can yeah. balance that, it's like, I feel so different in the way I respond to things. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a phys it's literally a physical feeling when it starts to feel out of balance. Oh, totally. Um, Whether it's like worry, it, it can manifest as worry. It can manifest as insecurity. It can manifest as like, I notice that if my husband and I start to like snip and bicker and irritate each other more, that's a really obvious sign that I'm probably a little imbalanced in that area. Maybe I haven't yeah. been intentional about connecting with him. I haven't been intentional about date night, about time together. And it's okay. We will all be out of balance and we need to expect that our opportunity is to respond appropriately, not to overcorrect, not to undercorrect, but respond appropriately when we have that awareness that like, okay, this, this just kind of falling through the cracks. Homes falling through the cracks. Finances falling through the cracks. Self-care is falling through the cracks. Balance isn't all of those things getting equal attention. It's our ability to respond appropriately when we realize that it's out of balance. And I know this sounds strange, but could balance be one of your three like secondary focuses or is that too like vague? I think it's probably implied if you're using the change maker's journal, right? And the reason I say that is you're going to have visibility into what's getting attention and what's not getting attention. Mm. And yeah. so as long as you're paying attention to that, you're going to notice where you haven't made an investment, where you're not making progress. Um, you certainly could have that as one, but I think it would very quickly become redundant. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. It's something to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to start using the journal actually. I haven't sat with it and I, I'm making it my primary journal. Cause like I said, I can jump from <laughs> product to product and, uh, Same. you know, 
I remember you, you know, talking about the seeking. I go from seeking to solving and back to seeking, even when I think I've found a product or something that I enjoy, which I actually, after I thought about it, isn't necessarily always a bad thing because no, I do it's not because it could be evolution. <laughs> so I do like at first I was like when I first sent the message to you, I was sort of thinking that is not a positive, and I was like, you know, I do grow a little from each thing. Like yeah. I do feel some things fit me more than others, and maybe if I kind of frame it in that way, it's it's not like I don't know. I, I looked at it in a more positive light, actually. Yeah, because I think it comes down to, is it working for you? We don't want to stay in one place. The, the moving from one thing to another can be evolution, can be growth, can be learning and improving. The issue is when we're not making progress, right? So if we're bouncing from one thing to the next and we're not really getting traction, time to course correct. But if we're moving on from one thing to the next and adapting and changing and tweaking and adjusting based on our experience and we're making progress that's a tool. That's a great thing. That's called growth. Yeah, I appreciate that. So what I would love for you to do is consider these things. Start, since you already have your, your change makers journal, start to use it and start to use it in the, in the context of, of some of the strategies we talked about here. And then I would love for you to email me in a couple of weeks and give me an update. I would love to do that. That would be great. And I'm, I'm so funny because it's like a brand new journal. It feels so pristine. I don't want to write in it, but I will. I am. <laughs> it's so funny. The number of people that have commented that way, I've literally had to step back and be like, it's okay for people to be different because I don't think that way at all. I'm like, it's paper. Like it's meant to be written on. It's not, you know, but I totally understand that some people, some people think that way. It's just every time I hear that, I'm like, huh, what would it be like? to to want to keep a journal empty <laughs> you're like you're like well do you buy one and then you can have the art stand one <laughs> yeah seriously right oh uh, my gosh no, it's so funny. I will get messy in there I'll get colorful I will dig in but it's funny how like I've had it sitting next to me and I'm a little like oh it's like perfect right now it's untouched and <laughs> but you know here's how I see that it's only valuable if you use it that is very true. <laughs> you know, so very like if you, you can have it be pristine and pretty and lovely and whatever, and it has absolutely no utility. <laughs> I'm going to make it. So useful. It's like a paperweight. <laughs> I'm going to work to make it very useful. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, shoot me an email in a couple weeks and give me an update. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.